How you doing? I'm Paul Fry. I'm here with Vince and John, the man cave area, and we're here live with for Legends of Tabletop. Hey everybody, this is John. And this is Vince. And you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. Creating legends one die at a time. Thanks, sir. There you go. Hey, that's it. Hey everybody. Wanna... <laughs> oh, we're going to do this now. <laughs> Interrupting and shit. Hi everybody. We're doing something different uh, this today. Is... Oh my god, you're killing me. So much editing. Yeah, nah, leave it. All right, so this is uh, episode 99 of the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We've got Paul with us tonight. Paul is a uh, arcade game pinball aficionado, so we're going to have uh, a little chat with him and then find out how we got involved in all that kind of stuff and, uh, yeah, see where this goes. So, how you doing, Paul? I'm doing good. How are you? Ah, hanging in there. So, where you're down in the man cave there. You've got a couple of pinball machines with you. We're actually up in the man cave. Up in, in the un- man cave. In an undisclo- undisclosed bunker in the wilds of South Jersey. <laughs> All right, that's cool. So uh, how, how did you wind up getting involved in, in pinball and arcade game repair? Is this something that, you know, kind of came out of childhood or just something you got into later on? No, I guess you could say it started at childhood. I always had an interest in a... Uh, when the guy would come to the skate rink to fix the machines that were broke, oh. I'd always be up his ass, not just for the free game. <laughs> Try to get an idea of like how stuff worked, and I always like just had a good interest in it. And uh, as life progressed and high school came about, our high school actually had a vending class. Wow. Really? So wow. I took vending my senior year. And wow. Well, it was, uh, what, two months into it? A guy came to the school saying if anybody wanted to work part-time after school at a vending company, you know, come visit them. So I went and visited them in 86, and then I started. That was my career for a while. Wow. Learned how to That's pretty cool. Got into it pretty good, and it actually moved me around the U- U.S. I worked for uh, Disney Resorts for a few years. I actually went to Hawaii for a few years and worked for E.K. Fernandez Shows. Huh. Yeah, sweet. Now, does that same sort of skill translate uh, in some kind of fashion to like the slot machines and things like that, or no? Um, yeah, uh, actually, one of the pinball manufacturers, uh, they uh, got out of the pinball business and are now in the slot machine business with huh. a lot of the electronics, <laughs> or so it seems. I know they make the same exact sound effects for that one company. <laughs> That's a William slot machine. I know that sound. Wow. <laughs> cool. So, so were you one of the guys? I, I remember, you know, playing games in the arcade and stuff, you know, high school, junior high school. And there's always that one kid who was just a little bit older. He had the coin changer. So you'd be like, oh, oh I need like five bucks and quarters, maybe. Like, ching, 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 ching. <laughs> yep. Nah, I was just the one that, like, younger days, yeah, I was the one playing them and they're pretty good. Like I, well, not think. I had my name in a magazine way back in the day for 
Tron, the video cool. game. So that's pretty cool. Well, like a high score or yeah. something? Yeah, sweet. Okay. And you have a Tron. We'll, we'll take a look in a moment, but you have a Tron pinball machine. Yep. Now, how does how does that you know? So obviously, like the heyday of these, the, all this kind of stuff was you know seventies maybe for pinball machines. You know, early eighties, mid eighties for you know more of the arcade style machines. Well, what's the status of that industry now? Is that still relatively popular? I mean, everything is home based now, right? Yeah, your Xbox and all the other stuff. Console games and shit. Yeah, pinball machines. Yeah, you can get you know like whatever pinball classics to play on your PlayStation or whatever. But again, it's based on whoever programmed it. It's not going to be true to an actual pinball machine. Just won't match it ever. Yeah. Pinball experience is to play a real pinball. <laughs> <laughs> and and, is, that, and that's still, is that still a really big industry as far as like, you know, the pinball and thing like that? What I'd say late 90s companies started to drop out because they just weren't making the income they should have but uh at one point it was down to one company which is stern and they are still the biggest manufacturer out there now uh but now a lot of stuff came along the way in terms of how people can program stuff into specific type of computers and now we have these they're, they're considered boutique pinball manufacturers. They'll make like their own game and produce like 150 games. Hmm. That's interesting. So if you wanted to count those people, there's probably in theory like 10 manufacturers right now. Is that international or just domestic? Yeah, international. Okay. Cool. And there is one larger company now. They are actually uh, based here in New Jersey. And they have a sizable shop. That's where I got my Hobbit that he was showing you some of the screenshots of. Mm-hmm. They're, they got a pretty big place for uh, production. They're actually in the process of uh, releasing their third game. So what's called? They're all uh, dialed in. Dialed in, okay. Is that it's a, like a homebrew thing? Or is that based off something else? It's, uh, somebody told me it was based off of some comic book. Oh, okay. A rather obscure comic book, which is interesting in and of itself, you know, with the same crap all the time. Yeah. And, you know, when technology advances, they have some uh, neat things. You can actually link your phone to a Bluetooth and do certain things on your phone to advance your gameplay. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> so, trying to get people more involved with different things, I guess. Cool. So, uh, does is the basic gameplay still the same now as it was, you know, say in the '60s or '70s? I mean, obviously, you had you know more bells and whistles. The graphics are better, like those sorts of things. Now you can, you know, hook up your phone with your Bluetooth. But is is the basic style of of pinball play still essentially the same? Yeah. So don't lose the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna I'll pick up the iPad and be as gentle as possible to minimize the noise. All right. And we'll do it. Do a quick flyby. Yeah. All right. So, so we got here, Paul. You want to give an inventory of what you got here? Off, off to the. Well, here. this is eight balls. This is my oldest machine. This was from 1978. Takes you know a few seconds for it to boot up. The processor and it was like two megahertz or something. <laughs> oh my god. 
But obviously, you heard it come on. This one actually still has the old chime system. No electronic sounds at all to that one. And this is my newest one, the Hobbit. <clears throat> um, obviously, the score display got way advanced. Now it's a full-blown HD TV with another little HD TV down the play field that shows clips of the movie and tells you what things to shoot at and this, that, and the other. And then next we got Lord of the Rings. This is one that I've had for quite a few years now. This one came out in 2003 for probably 10 of those years. I remember playing this one. Actually, I remember. Hmm? Okay. It's exciting work. And then we spin around the other side of the room. Okay. Upstairs a uh, house is a uh, A-frame. <laughs> so my highest spot's in the middle of the room. This is my Tron Legacy. This is actually the first pinball machine I bought brand new out of the box. Um, limited edition. This one's number 213 out of, I think it was 500. No, no, 400 for these. So this was a, a good investment, actually. I paid 5700 for this one, and people are selling them for about ten grand now. Wow. So... Not common, kind of rare for that to happen, especially right off the bat. Is that an average price of uh, a pinball machine? Uh, in good condition? For all over the place. Mm -hmm. Like this one, you probably get for about two grand. Oh, okay. This was actually one of my customers. He wanted it fixed. I fixed it for him. He played it for a couple of months and he's like, oh, Paul, I'm moving to New York. You want to buy a pinball machine for <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sure. I went down. I worked on it. Yeah. And this is a Williams. Yeah. Okay. Daniel, right there. Uh, my last one up here is Star Trek. This is probably my oldest owned game. So this one, when I got this, this was kind of like a basket case. Almost every plastic on the machine was broke, bouncing off of it, and. The ramps were all busted and ended up having to rebuy ramps. And it was an interesting project to get it all nice, nice. Space. The final frontier. <laughs> That's cool. We were talking earlier about the little, like, figurines and ships and whatnot. It's like, they're, they're uh, factory standard or they're, or they're sometimes add-ons? Well, sometimes people do additional ones, like, for example... Back here on Tron, mm -hmm. the little actual Tron video game cabinet. Look at it. There's a little LCD screen in that cabinet that's actually showing the actual game over mode for the real video game. Oh, wow. Well, the original one was just a sticker. Gotcha. So that's an actual <laughs> little computer there. No, it's just a screen running off of an SD card to just oh, okay. play the attract mode of that game. Gotcha. That's, well, a, that's, a, that's a neat feature. I see the little Tron. Tron cycles up there. And those will actually, I, ha, I bought them, I just didn't do it yet. Uh, Hallmark made these light cycles, but they're like at least three times the size. Oh, wow. And they have lights in them, so I was going to put them in the same spots. Oh, cool. And wire them up so they, you know, let up with the game. Nice. Oops, haven't got there yet. Yeah, yeah. Buy all kinds of little add ons and just never put them on. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a board cube up here, which needs a uh, special lighting. Yeah. It's got only a couple blue LEDs in there, and 
Oh, I see them from here. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to pick a black light almost. How, what's yeah. the average uh, life expectancy for uh, for a uh, pinball machine? Um, hmm. Just depends on where it is, right? Like what? if it's at the bar, it's probably substantially <laughs> less than your home. <laughs> Saying you found the Lord of the Rings, is, where is Chicago? Was it? I got that out of Colorado. Colorado, Colorado. Okay. So, oh, I'm sorry there, puppy. Um, there is no real life expectancy. If you take care of it or you know how to fix it, you can have one as I know people that have them back from the forties. <laughs> cool. Oh wow. What right. was it? What was the first pinball machine? And when? Uh, well, kind of like a the very first pinball machines to me aren't really pinball machines. They're called bingo machines. Oh, uh, okay. But I still had a ball. You shot them. There was no flippers. They just bounced around. Whatever holes they let fell in is what lit up on your bingo card. Oh, okay. Um. Like with the one that really resembled a pinball machine in functionality and look. I think it was Humpty Dumpty was the first one, I think. <laughs> Shit. And that was in the 50s. Yeah, wow. Okay. That introduced flippers. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And then pretty much from that point, they realized, oh, that was a good invention. So everybody copied that. And yeah. All of them have flippers after that. Okay. <laughs> How many um, manufacturing companies were there? It's Stern, you said? Or Stern? Back then? Yeah. And there's four names. Well, I get, we'll, we'll just say when machines were first going to solid state, there was four main companies. There was Stern, Bally, Williams, and Gottlieb. Hmm. Williams, Gottlieb were pretty much the oldest pair. Bally also. Um, Stern didn't exist until 77. Hmm. They came to the party late. Gotcha. But there were other companies prior that uh, one was called Chicago Coin. And when they went out of business, more or less Stern, that's Stern, like, took over their factory, and that's how they started. Ah, okay. They picked up where they left off. Gotcha. Yeah. And Stern was kind of funny. They were like, all right, well, we're really late to the game. <laughs> so we're going to take the most popular company at the time, which was Bally, and we're going to copy everything to a T. Nice. You can take stern boards out of a stern game and put them in a ballet game and they'll work. Oh, okay. That's how. Well, that's convenient. <laughs> they they duplicated, and they knew it was full blown copyright infringement, and they just paid a fine. <laughs> I mean, it was cheaper for them to pay, cheaper pay a fine, fine and not do, do it. research and development <laughs> and design their own thing. Wow, that's be funny. So yeah, it was funny, and they actually did it twice. Twice? Yeah. <laughs> what was the second time? Uh, so it was stern. They probably made it from late 70s to uh, mid 80s. Hmm. Then they kind of died off. Pinball was kind of eh. Hmm. But then when the, the next generation of games came out and they got real popular again. Yeah. Well, they decided, oh, we'll jump back in it. Yeah. And then they copied the next best one, which was Williams <laughs> at the time. Same thing. That's their business models, ripping people off. <laughs> but also, during that incarnation, they changed names. They were no longer called Stern. They were called Data East. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then Data East got bought out by Sega. And then... Oh, that's right. Because they, they, Sega, they still do the, um, the, con, the stand-up um, arcade They still games? do the arcade. Okay. And then from Sega, actually went back to Stern name. Yeah, really? Yep. Gary Stern bought the company back and 
He's like, yeah, I, my name is done being wiped through the mud. They probably yeah. no one remembers anymore. So then now it's been starring for the last 30 years. Oh, shit. That's her 30th anniversary pinball machine. Okay. Batman. Oh, cool. Okay. So it was like a combo Batman in 30 years for sure. Oh, okay. Well, well, well times. Batman. Oh, yeah. They actually had a super limited edition. There's like 150 super limited edition machines made. Oh, wow. Or not. 50. 50. It was $15,000. Whoa. Wow. The party you meet, Adam. Oh, you get to meet Adam West? That's yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> That's a that's a that's that's a hefty amount for a uh, for a pinball machine. Or we would think like like uh, the Hobbit the range for the Hobbit here. Uh, base models like eight grand. Okay. This one was almost pushing ten. Okay. <laughs> Some mods on it. Edition gold. Okay. Numbered. And so this was number one sixty out of fifteen hundred that were produced. Oh, ah, okay. How long do you have to wait for this? Uh, two years. Holy shit. As it were. Okay. Now um, I see you're wearing your pin sanity shirt, and that's the that's the uh, the place you play at, right? You you for the tournament. Tournament. We have yearly tournaments. Okay. So pin sanity is the actual tournament. Our pinball league is called South Jersey Pinball League. Uh, we play two uh well two seasons in a year. Uh, we're actually just finished up through our first season for this year. Okay. Speaking of, that was last night. I got first. Uh, <laughs> all right. You we should hope so, right? Masters <laughs> uh, pinball, first place. There you go. Nice. Nice. Very cool. You got to frame that. No. No? Just to toss it over there? Well, it would. I mean, you, you'd have to be a lot of frames, I guess. There's like a stack I mean, around the corner. It's all, it actually does. Oh, here. This is funny. This it's is like a we, phone book of certificates. It's, it's, <laughs> so, yeah, I've been playing a little while. Got a few. Like, how the hell do you get two million plus on a pinball machine? I was, I was, I was lucky and got sixty-three thousand. Shit, how do you do? Jesus. But yeah, I guess if you, you're an aficionado and it's one of your passionate hobbies, that's what happens. You get up into the million points. Do a, we'll have a, we'll Paul run run us through this game, Hobbit, the new one. Whistles. Everyone has to see the uh, the smile light up. That's pretty badass. Okay. Yeah. So now, is there one one other quick question too? Are there any kind of um, Pinball nerdy conventions, or is it just re relegated to tournaments? No, we have. Well, you can't call it a convention because even if it's just a gathering of pinball, there's going to be a tournament of some sort there. <laughs> but, <laughs> can't but, help it. Can't get away from it. Uh, Texas Pinball Festival was last week. Oh. Guy from our league went down, and uh, he qualified for the B group, and he got first. Oh, sweet. Congratulations to him. Nice. Yes. Okay. Is there a uh, like a national league? Like, is does all of this get can you know compiled at some national level? Yeah, for uh, the league that we're in, we get national rank points. So we have a national ranking, and we get state rankings. Uh, so the state rankings every year we have a state playoff. Uh, they're 
in February. Yeah, February. Huh. So this year I ranked tenth states. Cool. If you win states, then you go to regionals. This year was in Texas also. The year before that was in Vegas. They move it around. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And, and how many I was gonna say, how many people participate nationwide? Do you have any idea? Uh, if I had to guess, well, we can cheat luck real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Get out I know in New Jersey ranked player, players, there's about 300. Hmm. Okay. But there's other leagues they play, but they don't get, they don't do uh, national rank points. Right. That's interesting. I didn't realize that that was as, as big as that to have its own national ranking and states and regionals and all that stuff. It's interesting. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So the website's called IFPI, International Flipper Pinball Association. And like over here, I don't know if you can see that, but it shows the world rankings right now for like the top 25. No, I'm not there. I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy right here, Steve Bowden, I played him a few times. He's really good. He's uh, He actually lives up North Jersey. But anyway, uh, let's see. How's the shot coming through, John? Uh, the screen's washed out, but uh, sorry. No, it's okay. You're taking a taking you know one one computer to another. It's not fantastic. <laughs> okay. Well, well, let me ask you this, Paul. Do you feel like yeah. because you are able to fix the machines, does that give you any advantage whatsoever? And and just sort of understanding how things are sort of put together, or well, I won't say it doesn't help, but yeah, I mean, I get a little bit better of an understanding, mostly because if I'm working on it, I have to fix it at some point, and to fix it, I need to understand it. Mm -hmm. So that kind of forces me to learn that machine, that rule set, what makes this turn on. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't know uh, if just, you know, like just, you know, an attachment of a flipper or, or you know, just you know, angle of a ramp or, you know, something just having such an intimate uh, knowledge of the machines themselves, if it, you know, some way translated and, you know, some, you know, kind of underneath, you know, not like, oh, I know if I, you know, flip it here, uh, you know, I'm going to be able to get that much superhero pinball advantage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but more like on a subconscious, level, like, you know, just kind of, an advantage that way. Yeah. I guess after a while, you just get a feel for the game. Well, yeah, if you get a feel for the game, and obviously understanding geometry and physics helps. Sure, so sure. Cool. Yeah. yeah. The ball can be aimed. I noticed that when <laughs> um, doing the hot, the, uh, the, dra the smile of dragging the ramp, I tried to aim it as best I could. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Is, is there a, like an age, you know, gender spread? Like, is this, you know, more popular of men and women? Is this, you know, more of a, um, uh, what the fuck's the word I want to use? Uh, not a renaissance, but sort of that, you know, trying to recapture your childhood. You know, guys like our age, be like, oh, I just spent so many years in the, you know, in the arcade. I want to go buy a pinball machine, you know? All right. Well, how's this for you? Our state champion in New Jersey right now is 12. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They have the reflexes. They're so young. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Start them young. 
I was like, well, I remember when I was that young, except the machines were nowhere near as advanced. And he's like, he can just absorb it all. And he's got his dad to teach him because his dad's into it. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of a family thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's but pretty cool. The kid's really good. I can't knock him. <laughs> I mean, I watched him be really, really good people in the States. Nice. Does he have to, is he tall enough or does he have to stand on the no, little, little, little ramp or something? Nope. Plenty tall enough for him at 12. And, uh, yeah, he actually went to nationals this year. He made it through the first round, and he ended up getting knocked out in the second round. But Still, he made it. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations to him. Yeah. How many um? How many people did you say were in your league? In our league, we have up to a max pretty much of 28. Hmm. So. How long is a typical tournament? Is it uh, just one day or a whole weekend? No, we a tournament, just a tournament? Yeah. Uh, tournaments one day. Okay. Cool. Now, is it open to the public or is it specifically for your own? Uh, well, if it's this tournament, it's open for the public, but there's only so many machines and only so much time. That's so true. it's first come, first serve. So yeah. pretty much everybody who knows about it is already signed up <laughs> before it even starts. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been on the website. Um, the artwork for the posters are, mm. is fantastic. Who does those? Ken Rossi. He's the. Uh, okay host of our league okay cool yeah is that the, is he on the web the main website he's the uh yeah oh shoot, yeah i'll come over i'll bring it yeah kitty artwork too but there's one of the oh yeah posters that he did sweet yeah the one that's on the site right now uh above the fold is the uh, the one with the octopus that's the newest one this one okay yeah it's pretty badass this one on the wall is pretty cool it's got that Down retro here. feel. Oh, another one. It does have yeah, the it's retro feel. There's another dinosaur couch. type one, but the, it's half covered by the couch. But we'll yeah, got to move it around. Dinosaur with pinballs, <laughs> dinosaurs like meteors. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, Ken's pretty talented with his poster. Got to keep him in mind for uh, Legends Productions later on. All right, shall we have Paul give a demonstration of the Hobbit machine? Uh, sure. I guess so. Uh, this will be good for anybody who wants to watch a video. If you're, uh, if you're, uh, listening via MP3, then, uh, you might want to skip the next few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we could always, I guess we could always take that out, but yeah. You actually don't have to skip. I edited this down quite a bit. So it's just our commentary over him playing a little bit of pinball. I don't know how you want to stand or what, but uh, how's that look, John? Um, yeah, it's all right. Coming up, you can see the little monsters jumping out of the play field over here. There's four of them. I feel like we should have, like, Pinball Wizard underneath as he's playing. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Would we get 30 seconds before a copyright kicks in? <laughs> I know, right? There we go. That's pretty cool. And then you get it three times, you get a multi ball. Oh, here we go. And then he talks. I can't remember the last time I played pinball. Uh, for me, about a half hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> but before that, it had to be. Uh, Julie's Arcade in Ocean City, New Jersey. Hmm. 
24 hours. I remember days of uh, ski ball, two in the morning. Right. Now this this has little um, voice. Oh, yeah, the ring. Um, voice samples from the movie. Oh, that's cool. Well, yeah, with all the electronics and stuff now, you can, uh, you know, add all those different things. Oh yeah. yeah. Here we go. It's gonna get insane now. Holy shit. There's like six balls in the playing field. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. There was. That was only two. Oh, no. Three. There's four. Three. Four. I feel like I should say something witty. <laughs> I know, right? So, how far do you want me to go? I know you could be here all night. Yeah, right? That's pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty badass. All right, we'll we'll pause a moment here. Maybe this is where we can edit in our uh, sponsor spot for uh, for this show. Uh, right now, up until today, and maybe beyond, we, we'll have to work that out. But uh, if you're li- watching this, you could use code Legends Ten at EasyRollerDice.com. Uh, the guys over at Easy Roller Dice Company are. Uh, Really good guys. Uh, Michael's been on the show a couple of times. They've they've fulfilled some, uh, or you guys technically have fulfilled some awesome Kickstarters, and these guys have produced some really cool stuff. Uh, they're Serpent's Blood, uh, uh, what is it, uh, the nickel uh, chrome, the nickel plated. Wow, this is terrible. Hey, just look. I'm telling you. <laughs> Go to easyrollerdice.com. Use code LEGENDS10. You're going to get 10% off your order. They've got cool products over there, dice, dice, supplements, gaming, accessories, and things. Well, Go over, check Paul them out. What, Paul wants to know, what if you use Legends 15? It won't get you anything. <laughs> <laughs> you could try it. I don't think it'll actually work. <laughs> so, yeah, check them out. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, we'll, we'll have them sticking around as sponsors, and we'll be able to uh, – you know, continue this promotion uh, moving forward. So uh, check them out over there. We appreciate it. They appreciate it too. And uh, easyrollerdicecompany.com. Easyrollerdice.com. But easyrollerdicecompany. Check them out. There you go. That's right. Do it, slackers. Well, maybe I'll just cut that out and use the, the commercial that Leah made because that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's it's off the cuff. It's all, it's, it's you know, theater of the mind. Oh my God, I'm so legit. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Do you have any other um, pinball purchases coming up, or are you going to just stay with these for a while? Um, good for now. You can the ones I have downstairs. All right. So, which ones do you have downstairs? Uh, one's called Funhouse. The other one is Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone's considered one of the A titles. Oh, okay. Does it have Rod Stone's voice and everything? Yeah. Sweet. That's cool. Yeah. Black Knight and one called Aladdin's Castle, which would actually be the oldest machine that I have going Oh, how old? Um, 76. Okay, and this is the uh, one we saw here, 8-Ball 78, right? Yeah. Okay. But okay. Aladdin's Castle, this was the beginning of Solid State. Gotcha. Okay. Circuit boards, digital story. This one has the reels that spin around. And, oh, wow. Wow. And I also see on the, the frame of the, the backboard here, people's scores written in pencil or pen. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And yeah, so it's really uh, keep uh, high scores. Six digits and you know, 
other people have gotten really good at them. Now. That's pretty funny. One point six 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 seven nine thousand. <laughs> so yeah, that was nostalgia. Oh, we've done that. Yeah, definitely. Now, do you do you have a favorite game, Paul? Um. Well, I have what one, two, three of them up here now that I probably <laughs> have for uh, over ten years, and I keep tell everybody no, I'm not selling those. <laughs> <laughs> Keepers, nice. Hobbit's now a keeper. Twilight's going to be a keeper. Yeah, Hobbit, you definitely have to. Yeah, this is pretty badass. But I don't know. Presentation. How about the Lord of the Rings? Hold on to that one or do we? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now you need uh, like a Star Wars one or something. Had. Oh, you had one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Empire, Star Wars, or regular songs for Star Wars. Uh, Yeah. Cool. The machine itself was actually. Boringly easy, and nobody wants to play me on it because I can sit and play it for like an hour. So basically, no one else got a turn, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. that one didn't stay. I sold that one. But shit, over the course of since the 90s, when I could actually buy one here and there, we did have a business for a little bit. Hmm. Uh, probably in. Throughout the course of the years, over 100 machines. Wow. Wow. Okay. Now, when you bring people over that are, are uh, acquaintances, maybe, or not specifically great friends, do you charge them? No. The quarters? Okay. <laughs> Everything is free play here. Yeah. Cool. Now, is it, does it key bypass everything? Key bypass. Yeah, I see the key in the, in the or is there a special button that you use? No. no. So that's a free play. Oh, okay. When you owned your uh, your own, did you own a place or a business where you bought and sold? You have an arcade? Uh, we didn't own the actual arcade building, but we had all the machines in the building. Hmm. We had four locations in Wildwood, all hotels, but there were a couple of them were pretty damn big. Nice. And, you know, we had games in the Pennsylvania and Mart. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Different bars around the area. Sure. Frank Mills Gate, right? Oh, shit. Wow, okay. Cool. Uh, but and how long did you do that? I did it from mid '90s to like early 2000s, I guess. Yeah. Probably mid 2000s. Gotcha. But it just got to the point where I enjoy fixing the machines, but when you got so many of them, and then it becomes like a money business. Take the fun out of it. It kind of took the fun out of it, and I got tired of doing it. So, I gave my partner uh, two years' notice, and I was like, "You need to find somebody to take my half, or for liquidating everything." So, mm. he found somebody to buy my half. Nice. So, okay, I got out of it, and now I just do it as a hobby, and nice. I'll do repairs on the side for other people, as they call me. Okay. Now, did you have to break some of them down, like as the legs, to get them up the stairs? To in here? Okay. So Yep, all the legs come off. Nowhere games, they actually have bandages. The head folds down on the the top of the glass. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Have you ever been into any other type of gaming? You ever, you know, you do any board gaming or role play gaming or anything like that, or was it strictly like arcade and pinball? Nah, well. I mean, when Dungeons & Dragons was real popular back in the day, I was into that for a while. Oh, you did? You never told me that. Yeah. What the fuck? That's great. Okay, cool. 
another potential player for a one-off. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 80s. So? Early 80s. At uh, so you were playing uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons? Yep. Nice. Okay. Um, My respect for you just went up a few notches. <laughs> but, yeah, I was paying attention to the console games probably up until Dreamcast and kind of I'm tired of the consoles. I don't really care for them anymore. More interested in pinball now. I'm also back, what, 99, 2000 was like big time in the Quake. Did LAN parties. Hmm. Uh, like, no. The team we were on was actually uh, the best on the East Coast for a few months. <laughs> cool. Does that have a name? Uh, or playing Quakers are uh, <laughs> called Avalanche. Avalanche, okay. And, uh, yeah, I've even beta tested a few games. So, okay. Yeah, I've gotten around with games. So you've been you've been uh, the tabletop, paper, and pencil, and all the way up to computer, and now you're sticking with the pinball. Okay. Yep. Sweet. Very cool. Very cool. Do you do much um, tinkering now, or uh, just for your own machines? Do you like? Oh, yeah, I just got the Twilight Zone Funhouse a couple weekends ago, and they were bought broken, so, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> nice. A lot of tinkering on those two. <laughs> nice. That's cool, though, be able to uh, have a love of pinball and also be able to fix the machine to your liking. Nice yeah. to hire anybody. You freelance yourself out, so if I have a broken pinball machine, I can come and say, Paul, can you fix this? Yep. Gotcha. Do we get a friend discount? or nope. No. No. Shit. <laughs> There, there is, there is no Legends Ten for that. There's no. <laughs> Maybe on your second call. Okay, all right, fair enough. Shit. Yeah, you gotta make sure you're gonna come back. But I, yeah, I know, right? I have made a few friends from going out and doing repairs and talking to them about pinball. There's one guy, he was all excited, bought his first pinball machine off, machine off of Craigslist. <clears throat> and it was a mess. After <laughs> <laughs> the third time I go into the guy's house, and I ended up charging him more to repair it than when he paid for it. Oh my god! <laughs> <clears throat> I was like, dude, uh, you're to the point now. Break. It's not going to last. Just let me take the machine to my house. I'll work on it when I feel like it. Don't push me, mm. and I'll just charge you. You know. A little bit. I was coming back and forth to your house because this part broke while I was fixing this, and this broke while that got wasting gas miles on your car. Oh no, he paid for every single call I went out there until oh, wow. I brought it home. But from that point, anytime I went back out there, I went back out as a friend. Gotcha, mm. gotcha. Mm-hmm. Ended up joining the pinball league, and now he's all into it. Oh, okay. Has, well, you four got four or five machines. You've um, got a solid convert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Now, the, the pinball parts, are they hard to procure? Nope. Huh? Okay. Many, many places have them now. A lot of them are actually being reproduced. Oh, okay. That were no longer available. No copyright infringements. No, no, there's <laughs> rights holders. You got to get them from the right people. But okay. Sweet. For the most part, yeah, you can get just about everything. Okay. You just need big pockets. I'm sure. That's like sure. the AFX, like the slot cars and stuff. You can you can get those parts and things now where you couldn't for a long time, but it cost you quite a bit. Yeah. Well, say in events, as an example, the eight ball when I first got it, 
the actual wooden play field was really beat, missing paint everywhere. They actually reproduced it. I could have bought one brand new, just the board, no parts, no nothing, just the plywood with the paint for $750. Wow. That seems like the one. The machine's worth $800. Yeah. So I found a used one from somebody else who actually spent $750. Nice. <laughs> that was in way better shape than mine and Swap has a little bit of wear on it. But then I took it to my friend down the road who has a body shop and had him clear coat it so the paint won't come off. There you go. Nice. So yeah. that makes sense. That one's all clear coated, but any of the defects that were on the play field, it's going to have permanently now. So, but it's still way better than what it was. <laughs> No, that's cool. And you know, if it was a real popular game that got a lot of abuse, and a lot of people did, were willing to pay that seven hundred fifty dollars for the first run reproductions, and of course, it never seems like they make enough, so they sell out quickly. So, example would be like Twilight Zone. My Twilight Zone, the playfield looks nice, but if I needed the playfield now, after they already reproduced it. And I didn't get it for seven hundred and fifty dollars. Now it's going to cost me. I think the last price I saw was eighteen hundred for a piece wow. of plywood. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a significant increase. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But supply and demand. If you really want it, you're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And there's always somebody out there willing to pay for it. That's for sure. Yep. Well, especially for something. Sorry. No, I was going to say, especially for something that's, you know, kind of on the niche side, you know, it's not like you can go to Walmart and pick up a, you know, bed yeah. for a you know, pinball game. So you, you're kind of stuck by uh, supply and demand. Well, say the past five years, especially probably closer to 10, uh, pinball machine prices in general went from, uh, again, example, Twilight Zone. Or no, Star Trek, you've seen that one over there. That machine could have been bought, used, working, maybe broke, but you know, it was what? Maybe ten years old? You could have got it for about six, eight hundred dollars. Wow. So now, now it's actually pretty popular pinball, and just the hobby in general has grown to massive proportions now. Uh you'd be lucky to find a Star Trek now for four or five grand. Wow. Oh, shit. More than what it costs brand new. Yeah, yeah. Does it does it seem like or do you find that that um machines that have that sort of like you know movie tie-in or like Twilight Zone, like TV show tie-in, do they typically go up more in price? Um I guess you could say the A list of pinball machines, like everybody's top ten that they would want. Probably three quarters of that list is a theme. Hmm. Just after something, movie, whatever. But there are a couple that were totally original ideas, not associated to anything, and they're up there too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People in my league, we were just talking about that, and like Stern, I mean, they make fun bins. I don't have any problems with it. They haven't made an original pinball machine title. And over 10 years, everything <laughs> that they do is based after something. Yeah, yeah. 
Is that more of, a, do you think that's more of a secondary market consideration? Like, I guess when they're doing licensing and things like that, that, I mean, I guess they don't make any money on the secondary market, but I just wonder if that's a consideration, if they feel like that will drive prices. So even if it's still available through them, if they're, you know, looking down the road to be like, well, you know, we could sell this for a thousand, but, you know, in three or four years, maybe it'll be worth, you know, X amount of money. Yeah. Um, no, I don't really think that that drives it. They're just trying to get the initial sale. So the theme thing, you know, Ooh, Lord of the Rings, got to have it. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's actually gotten to the point now. Some of the pinball machines, uh, if they can get the rights all lined up, they are actually reproducing machines that were made in the nineties. Hmm. And Again, it's funny. Back in the 90s, you could buy a brand new pinball machine for $3,600. The first one that they did was called uh, Medieval Madness. Reproduction. It's the same exact everything with the exception of the electronics. They use modern electronics. So what used to be, like the entire back box was full of boards. Now it's a board like this big. Sure. <laughs> so it's the same exact thing as all these other monstrous boards did back in the day, but that same machine now is out of the box, 8,500. <laughs> but that was a generic title. It wasn't a licensed theme. They don't have to pay anybody a license fee. They can just reproduce it. Right, right. If it was anything that had any license to it, at this point in the game, you have to re-license it and pay the licensing fees again. Mm-hmm. Now, does, does that transition to all the newer electronics and all those things, does that make your job easier? Or were the earlier machines, even though they had, you know, I guess maybe more moving parts, a little simpler to work on? You know, kind of like a comparison to, you know, a car from the 70s as opposed to today. Uh, well, I said I had the one machine downstairs. That's electromechanical. There's no electronics in it at all. I can fix it. It'll take me a long time in comparison to something that's about time. <laughs> right. Board in and yeah. Well, I fix my own boards, so okay, that doesn't bother me. But games like this one, The Hobbit, if something electronically breaks on this, I'm scared of this because now everything went to surface mount. So everything's like real dinky and if you get a little too sloppy with your soldering iron or whatever and touch something you're sitting up and yeah. make a bridge or a short and then you just made it worse whereas the older circuit boards i mean it was you know stuff you can at least pick up with your fingers and you didn't see <laughs> right right yeah. everything is huge yeah that's cool so, but Reliability-wise, yeah, the newer electronics seem to hold up pretty good. But, again, I haven't even had this one a year yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> on 10. I know. We'll, uh, we'll do a follow-up. How's the Hobbit machine now? Man. Cool. Yeah, post updates on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Almost 30-year-old electronics there. Yeah. Or 40. Sorry. That's nice. That's a nice, uh, nice legacy, actually. They're still going. They need help here and there. They gotta, <laughs> I'm sure. They need some of the components actually care. do, you know, die of age. Mm-hmm. They're called capacitors, and the film inside of them dries out, and they don't do their job anymore. So, okay. you got to replace. You them. have to replace them, but you replace them, and you're good to go. Oh, did not know that. You. 
A flux capacitor? No, no flux capacitor. No. They do have a Back to the Future pinball machine. Oh, they'd have to, yeah. The, with a little DeLorean inside? Yeah, yeah the model. That's cool. <laughs> but yeah, that was me back probably late 80s. Okay. Late do, you, 80s. do you miss owning a, a, a pinball place? No. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not even a little bit. No, I'm more than happy to work at them, work on them at my leisure. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I always get a laugh because another friend of mine, he he used to re-import machines from Europe hmm. and resell them here because hmm. in Europe they're they don't have the value that they do here. Ah, so okay. they were buying them back by the container loop. Shit. So his supply pretty much dried up, but he still has a website presence. So, oh, we'll come to your house and fix your machine if you have one that's broken. Blah, 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 blah. Hmm. And he doesn't do it anymore. So when he gets people to email, he sends me the email. And it's like, <laughs> you want to fix this? And I mean, I'll do a few of them. Other ones will be like, seems like after the first email I get back from the person, and if the guy seems like a jerk off, I'm like, no, I'm not going to your house. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck finding somebody else to fix it because. There's not many. There you go. It's kind of cool. It's, yeah, there's just not that many people that understand and know how to fix everything in a pinball machine. And it was just like, when he first gave me the list, he's like, here, I got all these calls. He gave me like three sheets of paper with just like 20 names on a side. Wow. <laughs> From and, they, they all, and they all wanted help. Yeah. Wow. And some of the calls were like three years old. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's like, I just, I can't get to them. So I was like, just call them, see if they still have it. I would be, it was funny. People were like, they still had it. Yeah, it's still, yeah, I still have it. Are you really calling back? I must have called that guy like three years ago. (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, We lost your number. We just found it. Uh, And yeah, they'd be like, yeah, could you please come fix it? (laughs) We've been folding clothes on it because it doesn't work. Yeah, right. We play other games on it. Or even just recently, I had this guy. He emailed me. And, like, he gives me his, his availability, which is fine. And he's a little bit of a ride for him. He's about 25 miles away. So I was like, all right, well, I can't really do him after work because he's actually further south of here. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll have to do you on a Saturday or Sunday. And I was trying to set up something with him last weekend. And we agreed on Sunday. And then it was like, Thursday night, my wife's like, oh, don't forget, you got your grandson's birthday party on Sunday. Wow. So I emailed the guy. I was like, dude, can we do Saturday? I'm good Saturday. <clears throat> and, like, it's Sunday. He never replied to me. He's like, are you coming? I was like, did you get my message? He's like, oh, yeah, I see it. Uh, it's like, I can come out next Sunday. I got my grandson's birthday. And, like, he's all bent out of shape now, and he hasn't emailed me back. I was like, okay, you all. <laughs> You'll email me in about a month. Yeah, yeah. Tired of <laughs> Not turning on. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I wasn't like out to be a dick to the guy, but I was like, dude, yeah, I'm sorry. Shit happens. It's a seller's market. <laughs> you have to wait an extra week. Sorry. The price you pay. Especially when you say, like I said, there's not many uh, technicians for it. Yeah, yeah. Great. Cool. Excellent, sir. All right. Any other questions, John? We want to roll into the final five here? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. 
All right, Paul, we've got five geeky, nerdy questions for you. They're kind of binary, like a yes or no, but you've got an explanation, or if you want to expound on your answers, that's awesome, too. So I'll hit you with the first one. It's Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Trek. Star Trek? Okay. I think it's kind of... any particular reason? I still have a Star Trek here. My Star Wars is gone. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Star Wars. Well, I don't know. After that last movie, I would agree with that sentiment. <laughs> well, I still think that's like the best Star Trek that series. Yeah, the Next Generation. That was it was really that was awesome. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that for a while. It was on reruns forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Because it still is probably. Still find it on Netflix, I think. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Book or Kindle. Neither. I, <laughs> yeah, can I say neither? You tell totally Of course. I really <laughs> don't touch paper anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, if I'm sitting at the pool where I could, like, in theory, read a Kindle, I'm on my phone doing something else. We're sleeping. Yeah, there you go. I'm not much of a reader. Gotcha. All right. Uh, well, so then I don't know if this one will be much better than sci-fi or fantasy. Well, you can apply that well, to pinball. Well, movies, pinball, yeah, sure. What? Uh, sci-fi. <laughs> okay. Again, uh, Star Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> but you have a Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. It, it's overvoted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but look at all the sci-fi gadgets on it. That's true, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, That's cool. uh, Tabletop or video games? Or maybe in this case, pinball machines, I guess. Well, for me, it's just about not pinball anymore. Yeah. I do play around with my video games some, but it's actually all mostly old school stuff. Yeah, you got your uh, your emulators. Yep, more retro stuff. Full blown arcade. Oh, I got a few full blown arcade cabinets downstairs. One of them's got a computer in it with. Over 800 games on it, and the other one that I'm putting together has about 15,000 games on it. Holy wow! Shit. Damn, that's awesome. So, if the viewers, if the viewers or listeners need any kind of pinball um, questions answered, or they need a technician, or they want someone to build them an arcade game, they come to you. Sure. All right. It helps if they're in the tri-state area. Okay. Yeah. Yes. It's tri-state area. Yes. But Code Legends 10 won't work. <laughs> And Legends 10 will not work. Legends 15 might. There, there you go. I'll just charge 15 more. There you go. <laughs> you stack yeah. more. You know we'll edit that part out. Up, guys? Don't mention their name because Paul's going to charge you more. But then I'll give them 15 off. There you go. All right. And last one is, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? <sighs> hmm. Well, that's an interesting one. Never thought of that one. Either. We've had uh, some interesting answers. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. Hmm. I kind of think invisibility will be fucking well. It, would, it would be cool, yeah, on a variety of levels. <laughs> I won't go into detail, but yes. <laughs> we get we get invisibility. We also get uh, a lot of flying. Huh. Yeah, flying. Uh, teleportation. Teleportation is a big one. I think huh. those probably our top three. That That's mine. For sure, hands down. Oh, teleportation. 
Yeah, I fucking hate to drive. I hate it. I hate the people on the road. I hate being in the car. There's nothing about it that I enjoy. <laughs> I totally agree with you on that one. <laughs> well, I guess if I could change my answer, I'll... There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Be invisible and teleport. You yeah, right. And fly, too. Oh, yeah, fuck it. I'll take all That's, three. But I think, but it was only one. The question was for one. We can't do that. <laughs> all right. Oh, my God. So, so I'll, I, I'll have to agree with you on the teleport. Then. There, just for the driving alone? Yeah, just for the driving alone. <laughs> well, it's, it's not... It's it, not the line right now. <laughs> that's a big part of it, but it's your time, right? I mean, what's your time worth? I mean, if you're stuck in the car for an hour, driving back and forth to work that's time you could be spending with your family reading a book playing pinball doing whatever like that's that's my thing i have this uh discussion with my wife my uh, oldest son he's in the air force and he's stationed in new mexico so first time we went to go visit him right after his first child was born um we flew she can't stand flying she's scared to death of it so I ended up having to get her drugs so she could fly. I ain't getting on no plane. <laughs> and then when the second one was born, my daughter, she decided she was going to go see him. And they drove out. And <clears throat> between her and her husband, they just, like, tag-teamed and drove straight. That's a test of her relationship. Yeah, so no kidding. 30-some hours it took them. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's all fine and good. You and I, meaning me and my wife... We're not going to do that. We're going to stop. <laughs> like, at least three nights. So you just spent a week driving there and back. Yeah, two weeks of travel. And not spent a, a, one ounce of time with your granddaughter yet. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's see, 30 hours, even if you did do it straight, versus five. Mm-hmm. We're going to yeah. five. <laughs> And statistically, your chances of something bad happening in the car are so much higher than it is being on a plane. Yeah, especially on a long road trip. You have that fatigue, you fall asleep, you get pulled over. Exactly. Kidnapped. Well, we, I drove from New Jersey to Arizona. It took two, two and a half days. Not a lot of fun. Two cats in the car. Yeah, well, didn't, it was, didn't the cat piss in the... Uh, the, the, uh, the she did. She she was so they the cats were like dead in the car. Like I just the movement, I guess, or whatever, just threw them all off and being cooped up for a couple of days. So we'd stop to grab something, you know, get something to eat. And the female cat, she's laying on the console in between the two the two seats. And we come back out, and my ex is like, "Oh my god, she's peeing!" I'm like, "Don't touch her. She's peeing in the cup holder." <laughs> <laughs> so she, we let her finish. I took the cup holder out. I dumped it outside. I went back in a restaurant. I washed it out in the bathroom, and we were out the. You know, we kept right on trucking. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, well, hey. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, if you got to pee in the car, the, the cup holder is the way to go. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Yep. Even cats know it. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been really bad after I got to Arizona. As hot as it is to have the cat have peed in the car would have been a really bad scene. Yeah, that would have been Yeah, like in the carpet. In the seat or whatever? Yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah, that would have been that would have been fucking horrible. Mm -hmm. No, that'll never come out either. Nope. Might as well just sell the car. Yeah. (laughs) It was new. It was only a year old at that time. (laughs) Oh, man. 
Yeah, that would have been new carpet or new seat. Yep. Something. Yeah. Febreze the shit out of it. Wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Nope. So you have uh, you have uh, expertise in cat pee in the car? Not so much cat pee, just oh. funky smells. Gotcha. Look, dead mice. Dead mice. In what? Car. What the fuck? <laughs> I bought this Honda Passport. Oh, is that the one that was out like, in the woods, like in the guy's backyard or something? Yeah. yeah. The guy bought it brand new. It was '94, and he couldn't make the payments, and he hid it at his brother-in-law's house it sat for 12 years oh jesus <laughs> so i was like yeah what are you doing with that passport over there he's like you want to take it i'm tired of looking at it okay i just so like did research found out i could get a title for it had to pay 500 bucks so i was like shit 500 bucks more or less a brand new passport yeah but from sitting there all that time, windows got busted out of the back of it, which wasn't horrible. I mean, at least it wasn't the windshield. So everything on the dash was good, but mice got in there, made a nest, made nests all over in the dashboard, in the fence. <laughs> and once I got all the windows replaced and, you know, don't worry, all them little fuckers died in there. <laughs> <laughs> and man, that was a smell. And it's like, I fit breezed it. I did carpet fresh. I did everything you could possibly think of. It got hot. You were smelling it. <laughs> dead mice smell. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you shit all over inside too. You derodent. So, I mean, I dealt with it. But when the time came, I was like, yeah, I was nice when I sold the car. I told the guys, like, look, man, there's some mice died in here. There's <laughs> <laughs> a dead mice smell. Well, shit, yes. I still sold it for 3500 bucks. so. That's funny. We get pack rats out here that are pretty bad. They'll they'll climb up and they'll nest in the engine and they eat the wires. and. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a bad deal. My brother sees that all. My brother's a mechanic. He sees it all the time. Yeah. Oh, when I first got it on the road. Yeah. Again, 12 years it sat in the year it took me to fix it and get it going. Mm -hmm. When I got my tags and went to go get it insured or inspected. Yeah. We still had the new car sticker in the windshield. Oh, no. <laughs> that was like 12 years old. Yeah. Yeah. They were like so looking at like, like, what the month hell? And I think the year was 96. Oh, my God. And they like literally stopped and they're like, come look at this. Oh my God, look at this sticker. <laughs> I was like, he sat in the field for a few years. <laughs> like, really? That's, that's pretty cool. Actually. They're like laughing. I was like, yeah. What'd you do? You, Al, when did you uh, saw that? When? You had that for a while. Didn't you? Yeah. For a couple years. Probably five years ago. Okay. 2012. 13. Yeah, maybe I remember. I remember you. Yeah, I remember you trying. No, probably a little bit closer to. No. Closer to that. Yeah. Ford Escape. After that, mm -hmm. my son has that now. In your truck. Nothing can this. I want to enter vehicle. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. That's right. So that my escape. Now the journey, the journey got brand new. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. I've had the drink since 2015. Yeah, yeah. I think I only had an escape.
discussion. All right, so we're done. Yeah, I think I think we did the final five. We're ready to ready to roll. All right, so I will give up all of our details here. You can find this awesome content and all of our other cool stuff at legendsoftabletop.com. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you could reach out to us at legendsoftabletop at gmail.com. Um, we're on Instagram, Twitter. You can follow us there. Um, if you could leave us a, re- a review or a rating on iTunes or any other uh, pod catcher that has a rating system, that would be awesome. Uh, that helps us out tremendously, kind of boosts us up in the ratings and, you know, gets people taking a look at it. And uh, we appreciate that. So uh, thanks, everybody, for checking it out. And we'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com. All you guys, kicking it over. Well, no, no, no. It says, uh, well, there we go. Now it says finally kicked in live. All right.